0: Welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, aka Miss Old School, and I'm here with Viz Media manga editor Carla Clark. She edits Shonen Jump mangas and she is, of course, a Sailor Moon fan. Hi, Carla. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. So, we were talking a little bit. You have a lot of manga on your plate. So, can you give me a rundown of all the manga you edit?
1: Yes, let me do my best. I have three Simulpub series with Shonen Jump. So that's Thomas Security, Spirit Busters, Mashal, Magic and Muscles. And the final one is Undead Unluck. And so those are weekly series. They normally drop on... I'm going to butcher this. It's Sunday. Um, <laughs> and then um, I'm also working on some actual... Uh, in-your-hand real books, so I'm working on Mujirushi, which is a collaboration with Naoki Urasawa in the Louvre. It is a one-shot. It's going to be gorgeous. It's in our signature line. I'm also working on two shoujo beat manga series, Snow White with the Red Hair and Daytime Shooting Star. Um, Let's see. Oh, and I also do a lot of uh, sort of like digital backlog stuff, so I'm working on digital graphic novels for Annihilation and Yui Kamio Let's Loose at the moment, so expect those to release Soon, actually, Uyakamiel Volume One is actually available digitally already. I lose track of time. Oh. I have too many books. Um, There's a lot going on. <laughs> so go check those out if you're fans of those series. You can um, see the extras that were included in the digital graphic novels.
0: Yay! Thank you. <laughs> and so you're a manga editor. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means? Like, what does your day to day life look like?
1: Yeah, so like manga editing is essentially like being like a almost like a production manager to a, a certain standpoint. Mm-hmm. You're overseeing the entire process of like a manga going from being in Japanese, being translated into a script in English. You're editing the script, you're sending that script to the letterer. You're reviewing the pages that the letterer gives to you. You're reviewing those pages again (laughs) in multiple forms, back and forth until you sort of get it perfect. And then in between there, you're dealing with other people like copy desk and design. You're trying to work on a logo. You kind of have a hand in everything and a say in literally everything on how the book is presented for an English language market. And so we review it at all stages. All approvals typically go through us until it comes out as a final finished book in which we hope that there are 100% no errors in. (laughs) But uh, I spend a fair amount of time, um, I feel, sort of like planning out like what the book is going to be and then another fair amount of time editing the script because I feel like it all starts there. So I do spend quite a bit of time doing that type of stuff, but also design. Design is fun. It's always fun to, to look at the product in Japanese and try and think like, what elements can we incorporate, and how can we make it uh, read well for an American market, for a European market, and so that's always really cool and fun.
0: Yeah, I remember as so I listened to the Shown and Jump podcast a little bit, and I remember you mentioning that it's a little can be a little difficult sometimes with comedies to translate. So how how do you navigate that?
1: You know, I lean so heavily on my translators. They're really amazing. Um, <laughs> but um, it's difficult. Some series more so than others. Like when you have series who are doing puns, they typically just do not work in English at all. You typically just have to do a full adaptation into something else. Or you just kind of have to accept the fact that the meaning is lost, which is really like the the sadder outcome. Um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I tend to, um, I'm kind of like a cool my resources type person. If I find myself up against a wall, I might come up with several options and just start kind of actually making my way through the office. I'm kind of, you know, I can be kind of chatty. And I just kind of run jokes by people sometimes <laughs> to see if it's like funny or like right. translate. And then I might explain to them what the original Japanese joke was and why that was funny and uh, just trying to find a way to navigate that. I think Thomas security in particular is This is so bad, but so good for that Mm -hmm. because (laughs) because it's just like so there's just so many puns. Like, I mean, there's literally a character who like they're making a pun on his name. And it's just like, how do you how do you translate Mm -hmm. that? This pun doesn't read well in English. And so you just kind of sometimes you have to finagle things to sort of kind of like make them work. But best case scenario is that it's a joke that is like a cultural joke or something. Something that's like, oh, this is like an in joke in Japan. And so, like, what's the equivalent in joke in like America or like an English speaking, like for English speaking audience? And like those are always kind of fun to explore. Like again, Mitama had like a Rise Up. It was just like a fitness brand in Japan. And like my coworker was trying to explain to me that they have a commercial where they play this like corny music and people turn in a circle and they start out like unfit and at the end of the spin, they're fit. And <laughs> we were trying to think of like a way to like just localize that because I'm like well no one knows what Rise Up is in America and so the translator and I kind of like landed on like doing kind of like generic gym music as the sound effect like the Mm -hmm. juice, 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 juice so so, so it's always funny like trying to localize Mitama because it's like it's coming from so many different angles. There are puns and in-jokes, but then he, he also does jokes that are, like, really well-known. Like, he'll make Pokémon jokes and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. like, those are a little easier to to navigate, but it's just really funny. Actually, I really love doing humor, because seeing the various ways that humor is expressed in manga is, like, so fascinating to me, because Mashal is also comedy, but it's completely different from Mitama. It really relies on mm-hmm. kind of, like, understated, like, humor and, like, having a character who's kind of deadpan, and it's like, Mitama is so animated. And so, like, right. it's kind of interesting to like switch brains and have to go to the other brain and be like, okay, well, now this is understated humor, and I have to like get into that mindset of like, well, it's funny because of his non-reaction, right. <laughs> whereas Mitama is always about
0: reactions. I love the the little rap too he does. <laughs> how did that? Like, how did you? I guess pull that together because I'm guessing like you know through translations, but also has to be funny, but also has to like. like good slash corny at the same time
1: (laughs) yeah my read it's just wow that one is that's a classic one actually um Mm -hmm. the rap battle thing was like everyone was like what is this in the office and i was like you guys have to read this this is so funny hilarious my translator amanda she's really really good at this type of stuff like Mm -hmm. surprisingly good at this stuff and really like she had already kind of come up with like a A skeleton of like a of a rap and like I just went and just cleaned it up like counting syllables in my head and stuff like that or like looking for it to kind of read a little cleaner and so that made it really really like if you have a good translator things become so much easier when it comes down to editing a script especially in like weird things where you're like oh my gosh is this rap gonna work in English like can it work in English she goes above and beyond to make sure that like I understand what's going on and what's being said so I can so I can edit it in a way that's 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 still like fun for everyone over here, and that like still has the same effects. Like we still were able to rhyme, and we were still able to kind of like have a beat underneath. it. So <laughs> that type of stuff was it was it was really funny. They, he did another one recently where he uh he's he he made a music video or something. They flashed back to his dark past of like being oh my God. embarrassing moments and stuff and there's like a, another thing where you see a manga that he wrote when he was a kid and then you also see like this love song that he sent to his crush and they like watch the music video and, <laughs> oh <my laughs> and that God. also has lyrics <laughs> and um, so that's really like I love Mitama for corny things like that like I just mm-hmm. he, the, the author just is not afraid to do whatever and so it's really great to get to work with that type of stuff and be like yeah I got to like do lyrics
0: today <laughs> <laughs> I get to do it very often. <laughs> right. Rap lyrics. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think reading Matama, I think it was the first time in a while that I laughed so much while reading a manga. <laughs> and I was just because it's just so out of the box, but so good.
1: Yeah, it's so wholesome. I always tell people, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like some good, wholesome comedy right here. Like you should it just is. just take a scoop of this comedy and eat it because it's delicious and wholesome. And it'll warm
0: your heart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, switching gears, so Viz Media is also the home of Sailor Moon.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How is it like working at the company that like did the official redub and also did the Sailor Moon Crystal like coming in and being like, I work here? You know, it's wild. I have to say like... When I was a
1: kid and I was into Sailor Moon and manga and all that stuff, like, I just, I couldn't visualize, like, even the process of making that stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. and partially didn't really understand that it was coming from a different country and going through all this, like, all these processes to be localized. Like, I just didn't, it didn't register for me. I couldn't imagine it. it. It felt so large. And, like, you know, it's been almost a year now that I've been at Viz and walking in, even for my interview, like, it felt, like, so larger than life to just walk in and like see like Naruto mm-hmm. on the wall and like a bunch of other stuff and I was like, right. this, is, this is this is crazy, I'm actually here interviewing. And then going from like actually getting a job offer and coming here and like just realizing that like my life has come full circle, like it's like I've gone from, you know, little fangirl to like, oh, now I'm here or, like making the stuff. And some other little fangirl is going to pick this stuff up and wonder. <laughs> You know, like, how did how did this happen? How did this get here? And like, it just feels like so cool, like to be a part of that to to actually be a part of something that was like such a major part of my childhood. And even like, you know, through like, to now, like, it's just like, I'm a part of this industry. And I get to pour my love into like the things that I'm producing, and hope that people love it. And it's just, it's really unreal. Like, I've seen like, like walking past meetings and I can see Sailor Moon on the screen and I'm like, oh, what are they doing oh, in there? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> What's going on? I'm like, oh, this looks like an important meeting about Sailor Moon. Right. Um, <laughs> and so it's just it's just really it's just it's just really surreal, like to mm-hmm. to work here and like I have Sailor Moon stuff on my desk and to be like, oh, now I'm a part of this company and this company puts out a thing that was like such a crucial point of like my, my nerddom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's just overwhelming. And a lot of like sometimes I just stop and I'm like, wow, I actually did this. Like,
0: <laughs> right. what Sailor Moon stuff do you have on your desk?
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> I have some, um, I have some keychains and mm. I have some figurines and I also have, I'm trying to think, what else do I have? Oh, I have like a when I'm on vacation, I have like a Sailor Moon picture that I put up that's like skip me on all all the things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um,
1: yeah, so I have that. Some of the Sailor Moon stuff I actually have taken home. Oh I forgot I have Sailor V on my desk. I have volumes Ooh. volume one of Sailor V is on my desk, proudly displayed there. So what along with a few other things that I really enjoy. So it's been really cool. I was just like, oh this is so cool. I'm just I'm like here. And, yeah, I have a Sailor Moon bag that I got from working here, and that was really cool, mm. too. I'm always looking for the free stuff. Um The, yeah. <laughs> like, Sailor Moon free stuff here. Um, <laughs> I will be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have, like, and people know to come, like, people have dumped Sailor Moon stuff on my desk because they know that. They're like, oh, I think you need this. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And so I just, like. <laughs> I do need this. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a a few of us in the office who are, like, really into Sailor Moon. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what was your first memory of watching
1: Sailor Moon? It's so funny because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. when I think of Sailor Moon, especially, like, the original dub, like, I'm just, like, I always think about how i used to just like try and like get home as quickly as possible because it aired at like 2:30 it was like ridiculous and <laughs> and i had school and i was like i
0: need to get home and watch sailor moon oh cuz you're in california right yeah cuz i was in california right okay so I'm I, like it didn't come on at 2:30 over okay. here. Yeah, but, yeah. No, over here we had
1: to run home on minimum days to try and watch it until my uh, my dad started recording it for me actually because he saw how Aww. much like we really liked Sailor Moon. Uh, nice on VHS tapes. I'm yeah, guessing. on VHS tapes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> setting okay. the VCR. It's, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, so like when I think on it, I think of that, and then I also there's always like this scene that like always kind of stuck with me, and it's like the. When they go to fight Queen Barrel, like for the final time, it's like the final showdown with Queen Barrel. And they show up and like Mama Chan's like all under her spell. And like she mm-hmm. heals him. And then Queen Barrel throws a spear and like but then he throws a rose and like <laughs> and like and somehow like and then she gets more power. Like Queen Barrel's like, okay, I'm going back, I'm getting more power. And then you're like, oh my gosh, can they overcome her? Everyone's been defeated. You know, at this point, all the Sailor Scouts have been defeated. It's just Sailor Moon on her own. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: she turns into Princess Serenity. And I remember thinking, like, wow, this is, like, one of the most, like, kick-ass and beautiful things I've ever seen. Like, just sort of, like, seeing this character that was so whiny and, you know, like, seemed like she felt like she was incompetent, I think, but she actually was more competent than she thought. And to see it, see her really kind of, like, just embrace her destiny and embrace her power and to do it for the people that she loves... And to like hold the wand and have all the Sailor Scouts appear like mm-hmm. like behind her, even though they're not really there, but they're giving her the power to go on. And it was like such a girl power moment. Like that stung with me. And I was really into girl power in the 90s. So I was like, it's, it's that's always like the big moment that
0: I think of when I think of Sailor Moon. And I think it's funny you said like she had the power. Like I think the song in the background was playing like, she's got the power. Like, <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love <want that> song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a good moment <laughs> it is I remember my brother still makes fun of me to this day because I went up to him and I was just like the next episode of Sailor Moon is called Final Battle like she's gonna she's gonna fight Queen Beryl like it's gonna be like you know I was just like geeking out and he's like he's still like bother me about that he's like yeah you were so hype." I'm like it was exciting and it still is <laughs> oh no that was a showstopper
1: like me and yeah. my sister we were like I don't even think we were sitting down. I think we just stood in front of the TV. Like, it was a so lot. <laughs> like, it felt larger than life at the time,
0: you know? Right. Yeah, and no, it was just epic. Did you have a Sailor Scout slash Senshi that you wanted to be? I wanted to be Sailor Jupiter so bad.
1: <laughs> she was the one I most related to. When she was first introduced, I was like, this is the character who is me. It's right. the tomboy. And I'm like, but she, like... The cool thing was, like, I, I think I kind of embraced her for her tomboyishness, but she also was, like, so much of a lady. And so, mm-hmm. when I think on it now, I feel like she was, like, such, like, a progressive character. Like, it was, like, she was, like, you can be tough and you can bake cookies. like yes. <laughs> And do both really well. Yeah, and be, like, kick-ass at both. And mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, she was just such a cool character. And she was so beautiful and she was so down for her friends and she, like, had such a big heart. And so she was really, like, she was my favorite, and she was the one that I, like, always wanted to be, and I'm, like, practicing in the mirror, like, I'm going to actually throw a thunderbolt, but, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, she was the one. And that's actually, she's, like, the the biggest statue I have on my um, desk, which is not that big, but it's, it's bigger than the other Sailor stuff I have is actually Sailor Jupiter.
0: <laughs> Nice. Do you have more Sailor Jupiter stuff? You know, I need to
1: get more Sailor Jupiter stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do have, like, some small stuff of her, like, little tiny, like, keychain type stuff. But hmm. I would like to have, I think, some more Jupiter stuff. But I, I like all the Scouts now, actually. I mean, I've always liked them all, but, like, now I really appreciate the differences between them.
0: Yeah. I think one of the greater things is, like, how well-rounded they all are. Like you said, like, Jupiter cooks and she can fight. And, you know, the rest of the Scouts kind of have that duality to a degree, too. Up with other things. Did your, you mentioned your sister, did your sister have a scout? You know, she liked Mars. My sister
1: is an Aries and she's always been kind of fiery. And so it makes sense.
0: (laughs) That does make sense. There's someone for everybody. There's a scout for every personality. (laughs) And then also I wanted to ask you too, you mentioned like you and a few other Viz employees have a sailor moon fandom going on do you guys meet up and like geek out together about sailor moon you know we haven't
1: done it yet i feel like i've mm-hmm. casually talked to people about sailor moon like you just kind of breeze by and it's like oh is that is that sailor moon stuff on your desk and they're like yes and then you like slowly just realize that like you're next to another person who also was heavily shaped by right. Sailor Moon. <laughs> you know it's funny because we get together and watch things and have discussions sometimes like we did evangelion recently and mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe I should, like, actually suggest that we just sit down and watch Sailor Moon and talk about it.
0: <laughs> totally should. And I would be jealous that I won't be in that room. <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah, I think that would be awesome. You guys should totally, like, get together and just do a Sailor Moon gathering
1: Yeah, I just yeah. It would be great to hear what people think. Actually, like I don't know which one we would watch. (laughs) I guess the dub. But I mean, Crystal's also supposedly got a movie coming out. So you know. Yeah, later this year, all go see that together. (laughs) Yeah, that would be
0: fun. You mentioned Evangelion. Do you have another favorite anime that you like?
1: Um, it's hard for me to say. Like, oh, this is my favorite anime Mm -hmm. because, like, in different. Points in my life, I've resonated with different anime. And so, right. like when I was very young, well, not super young, but like young adultish, like you know, Elfin Lead was like a thing for me for mm-hmm. a really long time and just like really dark stuff. Uh, I was like on a weird emo goth kick or something. That not to say that Elfin Lead's not great. I own it, I own it on DVD. People mm-hmm. are gonna ten years from now, people will be like, what is a DVD? Um <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even now. Um <laughs> so like I had that like it really kind of resonated stuff like Zero Experiments Lane like I was really like in my emotions and like needing stuff that was also very emotional and deep like Naruto is one that I think people always like are like oh you put Naruto in that list but you know I you know I was pregnant and I binged watched all of Naruto while I was pregnant I have like this weird connection to it now I feel like Naruto is like my son
0: um. right <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> I don't know because considering Naruto's like backstory but yeah. yeah I'm just
1: like no you all just just love him just stop like when the village like it finally accepted him like I bawled on the couch I mean granted pregnancy hormones but like I was mm-hmm. really like actually in tears like People are like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, Naruto was finally accepted. It's okay, guys. Like, it's (laughs) going to work out. People are finally seeing him for him and not the monster. And, like... (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And he went went on this journey with him.
1: Yeah, like, him becoming Hokage, Mm -hmm. It felt like a kid going to college. Like, it was just like, oh, go be great, son. Go into the world and make a difference. Make a change. So, I have stuff like that. But I think recently maybe like an anime that I was like really really into and I do typically tend to say is my favorite when people ask me is the um, Descending Stories Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju which is like the it was um I don't remember when it came out I think it came out maybe a couple years ago now I'm losing track of time it's fairly recent though and it's about a guy who it's a really deep like it's a Jose I think it's technically Jose actually I was gonna say that it's Seinen but I think actually it's actually technically Jose But it's about a guy who gets released from prison and he meets a Rakugo performer and he becomes his apprentice. And it's kind of about like their intertwining lives and how they affect each other. But also like there's like this backstory of like Rakugo in the history of it and the culture surrounding it and how it's persisted through Japan through generations and like and how it's also losing favor. And it's like these people who are holding on to it and still trying to to find a way to perform this art and make it relevant for a new audience. It's really good. It's really well done. It's very, Mm -hmm. got so many themes in there. It's just all just really good stuff. (laughs) Sounds beautiful. It's a very, very beautiful anime. I always Mm -hmm. recommend it to people. Not so sure about the manga, I haven't read the manga, but I just I mm-hmm. can't even envision it in manga form after seeing how well they animated, like just the storytelling aspect of the Rakugo performers is like so just it's just so amazing and just like I, I binged that series and like I feel like my mouth was agape like the whole series. And it's also just so beautiful, just a very beautiful story and very heartfelt characters. They feel so real. And so yeah, I always tell people that they should check that one out. <laughs>
0: That sounds great. I am definitely going to check that out. And anyone listening should also check it out. Yeah, screaming <laughs> on Crunchyroll. At least it was when I watched it. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. It probably still is. Do you have a favorite manga?
1: Um, You know, for manga, oh, that's also really, really kind of hard. I also kind right. of, like, go through the motions with manga. But maybe, like a persistent like persistent series that I'm always talking to people about are Psychono and Sensual Phrase which are both series that are now out of print but Viz did do them in their original run and those were the two series that I was really really like I just I don't know my eyes were just glued to them I was like I can't stop reading these Um, (laughs) 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 so those are the two that I think I tend to to come back to they're really old though so you know and you can't really get them unless you're like going to bargain shop at a basement dealer or something, but I dare always have a
0: warm, like a warm place in my heart for those series. Do you have a prized manga collection of yours that you own? Yes. So
1: actually, Saikano is my favorite. <laughs> that was the first series I actually collected from beginning to end. I was flipping through it yesterday and I was just like, gosh, this is still so good. And I mean, it's only a seven volume series, so it's not like it was some great feat to, to collect this. I don't know I just always felt so proud of the fact that I like got from like like volume one to volume seven and put all of them on a shelf like when that series came out Mm -hmm. I just typically I'll buy stuff and it's like oh I might not finish this series and that was the one where I was like no I have to know how the story ends and so I really like that's the one it's like so nostalgic for me to to look Mm -hmm. at it on the shelf and to like think about like just like how deep that story was. I remembered it for some reason as a shojo story and then very quickly realized it is seinen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there is nothing shojo about this, um, except that there's a love story. So that's my most prized collection. I am also cl- like, I never finished collecting Sensual Phrase and it is like my Guilty Pleasure series. And so I have been working to slowly like finish my collection that I started years ago. And so that will also be one that is a prized possession for me when I finally hunt down, like, these books on Amazon.
0: Right. <laughs> and so how is it like to, like, be a manga fan and then now see your name in the the credits or, I guess, the masthead of manga? Mm, yeah. Like, it's really surreal, actually. I should
1: have mm-hmm. tweeted it, but, you know, I didn't. Um <laughs> <laughs> You still can. (laughs) I still could. But that book came out a while ago. I feel like, or maybe not. I'm always like ahead of the public Mm -hmm. schedule. So like actually maybe not. But like the first time I saw my name in print was actually very like, it was super surreal. And it was Snow White with the red hair. And I want to say it was volume three, but it was a shared credit because I had taken over the series from another editor here. Um, So we Mm -hmm. shared a credit for that volume. But it was so strange to see after, like, reading manga for so long, flipping through the pages. I'm the weirdo that would, like, literally read every single page. So I'm, like, reading, like, the address, to viz, and stuff on the, right, <laughs> on the credits. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you can get your
0: hands on, Like, I need more.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I'm just like, I just want to know more about this stuff. And so to see it was, like, it was so weird for me. I just kind of, like, stared at the book. And I was like, wow, I have a book credit. And, like, when I, it's actually kind of hard for me to measure my accomplishments until someone else says it to me. So, like, I might casually be like, oh, yeah, so, like, my name is in the book. And then people will be like, wow, you have a book credit? And I'm just like, oh, oh, I guess it is that. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess that is kind of a big deal. And to see it for volume five, uh, Snow White volume five, which was the first volume that I completely did on my own. And so I mm-hmm. had that credit on my own. And, like, to see it come out in print finally, that was, like, I was like, wow, I, like, did this. It's, it's like, a nice accomplishment because you're like, wow, I'm, I'm a part of this thing that I've always loved, but it's also kind of like, a like, a, like internally, like a really cool accomplishment of like, wow, I was able to come here like with no experience, like in manga manga production and to like successfully create a product that I am holding
0: in my hand and my name is in it. And like, that feels really good too. You mentioned always being kind of ahead. Does it get hard not to like slip spoilers with your friends who like, maybe aren't caught up or obviously haven't read like a chapter that hasn't come out yet? Yeah, that's
1: so funny. So like, my friends don't read manga. Like, that's just here we are. Funny story. Um, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) short and sweet. But but my husband does, and he likes Mashal. So he reads Mashal, and like, it sometimes takes my whole soul to like not like talk about the chapter that I am working on at that moment because I have to like Mm -hmm. constantly remind myself, or I'm like, what day is it? And I'm, like, trying to remember. It, it becomes more of, a, like, an interrogation when he asks me questions. Because then I'm like, oh, what day is it? I'm like, oh, what happened in the last chapter that you read? And he'll right. <laughs> he had to describe it to me. And I'll be like, oh, you're there? And I'll be like, okay, no, you haven't read the latest chapter. There's another one to go read. Or I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, you are caught up. I can't talk to you anymore. Um, <laughs> so it's a little hard. But, like, around the office, I'm really bad at this. Because everyone works here. I just I will just talk about stuff that I'm working on, hasn't come off yet, whatever. And so I am constantly like, I am the person who, if you work at Viz, I will probably spoil my series for you.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's good to know.
1: <laughs> because I just walk around talking about it. I'm like, can you believe that this happened? And blah, 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 blah. And I get the blank stares and I'm like, oh, Oh, you haven't read that yet, because it hasn't come out. I'm literally working on it right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I have to do my job for it to come out. I forgot. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm kind of bad at the office. But luckily, like I don't have... Well, okay, that's a lie. I do have friends who read manga, but I don't see them frequently enough for it to be too much of an issue. So typically, they're asking me about volumes, which is like, kind of nice. But right. in the office where we're, like, consumed by the weekly series, yeah, it's
0: it's a problem. People should just avoid me, actually. So, I saw you're from the Bay. I need to know who is your favorite rapper. So I, like, I don't have a favorite rapper. Oh, my God. Okay. I know. Right? But, however, however. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just sense the disappointment.
1: It's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's really hard, actually, because, yeah. like, being from the Bay and being surrounded and, like, growing up in the hyphy movement and, like, all of that was, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it feels like, the, I guess because it feels like a movement that I can't, <laughs> it's really hard for me to declare like one person that I'm just like, yeah, that's the person. You know, like I like, there have been people I've liked over the years. Like I've liked the team and I've liked basically everything that came out during the hype movement. So like E40 and Keep the Sneak and like just everyone. Just, it's just the whole, the whole bay was just on fire at that time and it was just great. Mm-hmm. And like, but you know, it's really cool to see it's sort of like the, like the sweeties and the kamayas coming out now mm-hmm. like i'm really like i'm just so excited for like the state of like female rap right now and i'm like i'm so excited that we have people like that are from the bay they're out there repping. and like it's just it's cool like i've listened to some kamaya and i'm like you know what you yeah, like the bay sound never dies like that's kind of <laughs> right <laughs> it's like this is like it's such a staple like you can hear it in music you're like oh that person must be from the bay
0: mm-hmm. or like they're
1: influenced from people by the bay and so I don't have, like, I don't have, like, I don't think an outright favorite. Although if you ask my husband, he would say it's the team.
0: <laughs> he would say yours is the team? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's probably right. So
1: he's like, you really like the team. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. But, like, also, like, all these other songs. And so it's 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 hard. It's really hard. There's so much talent out here.
0: There is a lot of talent. And Saweetie's also a Sailor Moon fan. Is she? Oh, my God. She that's is. so cool. Yeah.
1: It's um, really cool to see, like, like also, like, these anime fans, like, as mm-hmm. rappers. Like, I love it, the duality, like, yes.
0: Right. Yeah, the same duality. Like, I can be a dope rapper and be, like, a super nerd. Exactly.
1: And you know what? Sailor Moon mm-hmm.
0: probably gave her that power. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, like, Sailor Jupiter can cook and fight. Maybe I, too, can rap and be a nerd. <laughs> I completely agree. That is definitely what happened. It's canon now. I don't care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I do have a favorite song. I do. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, my favorite bass song, which I did tweet about recently, because somebody had the audacity to say that the Been Around the World remix is the best remix of all time. And I was like, have you not heard the I Got Five On It remix? Because let me tell you.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and so I feel I feel very strongly about it. It's one of the earliest songs that I remember. It is a song that no matter, like, what anyone is doing, like, you are just instantly, like, if you're from Oakland, especially, like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I got five on it. Like, the Oakland smoking thing has stayed with my life, I think, just, I just love that song. I have always loved it. And it is one of the best remixes of all time. And I'm tired of people sleeping on it. Jordan Peele put it in a whole movie. And
0: everyone is still
1: like, oh, no, maybe, like, maybe the Been Around the World remix. No, no. (laughs) Yep.
0: I got five on it. Yeah, no, it's it's certified classic for sure.
1: Like just all the the rap royalty at that time is on it.
0: It's amazing. That's a great pick. Thank you. <laughs> I almost didn't want to ask. I was like, all right, no favorite rapper, maybe no favorite song. That's even I feel like that can be even harder to pick a favorite song sometimes.
1: <laughs> It can be hard, and, like, it's mm-hmm. it's weird to, like, boil it down to one. But when I think of the one that, like, had the most influence and, like, that I always, like, feel like it's, like, so Bay with it and so Oakland with it, I always come back to the High Five, got Five money remix.
0: <laughs> um, that makes sense. What else are you a super fan of? Um, well, let's see. You know, I, I like things a lot,
1: which mm-hmm. is, like, real, I just realized that was an awkward sentence, but, like... <laughs> got it, though. But like, <laughs> When I like things... I do like things the lot. Yeah, like, when I like things, I, like, really like them. It's not like, oh, she kind of likes that thing. It's like, oh, she really likes that thing. And so I think, like, maybe I would say, like, I mean, probably, like, around the office, people know me as, like, the Asuka fan, like, from Evangelion, mostly because I've come to her defense in many debates around the office about, like, how everyone is, like, just basically wrong and Asuka is amazing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So when I went to Japan, I came back with a bunch of, I visited like three Ava, no, three, two. I can't, I kept accidentally walking into Ava stores without trying and then realized there's only like three in Japan. And I think I went to all three.
0: You, like, did a hat trick and didn't even realize it. I was like, oh,
1: wow, I did it. And I came back with all this Asuka stuff just mostly because, one, I love Asuka, and, two, to troll everyone else in the office who hated on her.
0: And so I (laughs) (laughs) It's like, here's this gigantic poster I'm going to put in the middle of the room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, like, my desk actually has, like, I have a lot of Sailor Moon stuff on my desk, but I also have a lot of Asuka stuff on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So I'm a fan of her. And I've also been a fan, I've always been a fan of Harley Quinn. I named my daughter Harley. Like, like I said, when I really like stuff, I like it. And so, like, that's always been, like, a fandom for me. And, like, Laura Croft. I mean, really, like, I think because I grew up in the 90s, and, like, I was telling someone this the other day, I was like, we had Sailor Moon come out, we had Tomb Raider come out, we had, like, the Spice Girls came out, and it just Mm -hmm. felt like girl power was everywhere. And so, I think I've carried that with me, where it's just, like, I just really love, like, the multitude of like female characters that are out there and like i love that it's like continuing to grow and it's like so cool to see it like the seeds of like girl power become like these blossoms of like awesomeness across so many different fandoms like we have captain marvel we're getting like you know the live action mulan we're getting like all Mm -hmm. this like cool stuff like these female-led projects like hopefully more female directors and it's just really like I feel like my fandoms have always kind of skewed to, like, is there a strong female lead here? Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And Birds of Prey, too, just came out as well.
1: I know. I need to get to a theater mm-hmm. and watch it. It's like the perils of parenthood is like trying to find time to get to an actual movie theater. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will. Before it exits theaters, I will see
0: Birds of Prey. Speaking of girl power, I do feel like that era, like 90s, early 2000s were really like heavy on it do you miss anything else from the 90s and the early 2000s yeah
1: yeah you know what i mix miss oh mix (laughs) (laughs) i miss mixtapes that's what i mean. like homemade Mm -hmm. mixtapes i remember like just sitting in my room with like these blank tapes and like somebody's gonna be listening to this and like what are they talking about um (laughs) these (laughs) blank tapes and sitting next to the radio because you know there was no spotify and like waiting on like a song to come on like, and if, don't let it be, like, a themed mixtape where you're like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of love songs because now you're listening to the radio all day, nonstop. Yep. But, like, and, like, just hoping, like, that you can catch a song, that they don't cut it off early, that the DJ doesn't start talking over the mix at mm-hmm. the end, even though, like, the song's not over. And, like, just, like, putting together, like, these really crude mixtapes or and also just receiving them. Like, that was also, like, you could tell that someone really, like, cared about you if they made you a mixtape or even a mix right. CD because, like, That wasn't easy either. Like,
0: LimeWire was not a a cakewalk. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you got the right song in the first place, (laughs) if it was labeled correctly, yeah, that too. So, like, I feel like it was always, like,
1: it used to be so hard to, like, put music together and to, like, and be like, oh, what is the perfect, like, thing that expresses, like, what I'm trying to do on this, like, CD? And then, like, you know, you have to think about space constraints where you're like, I could, this CD mm-hmm. can only hold so many songs. That's and, true. Yeah, like, it's like, now 12, we can 13. make infinite playlists on Spotify. Like, I make playlists, and it's just like, I just, I have a
0: playlist. I, I swear, I feel like it has over 100 songs on it. <laughs> I've seen playlists like that. And I'm just like, I don't have enough time to listen to all of this. Yeah, and In it's like, city. it's just, it's
1: so strange now to see that and it's like it's cool like yeah obviously cool like we have legal means to stream music but i kind of miss like the the craftiness that you kind of needed to put together like your own little mix and it. it was just kind of cool because sometimes you know somebody else might want the mix that you made and then you're like giving them a mix too and it's just felt very like i don't know some ways it was kind of like a a bonding experience i guess between people and you also learned yeah. a lot about your friend's musical tastes <laughs> that way too sure yeah <laughs> I still have my mixed cassette tapes. I do, I like too. I have, like, three of them. Yeah. yeah, I have them on my shelf, and sometimes I just look longingly at them. I don't have mm-hmm. a tape player anymore, so I'm just oh. just yeah. staring at them, like, wow, I wish I could play this tape. Um, <laughs> they have the converters now, but, you know, that's, like, time and money. I know. It's so, like, I had a – I used to have a converter in my old car, but I don't have that car anymore, so now I just – just, I don't know. I just, I don't get to listen to those things anymore. So it's a little sad. It's like a bygone era. I'll have to explain this to my kid one day. she would be like, why would you guys spend all day listening to the radio? You could just drag and <laughs> It was tip.
0: all we had. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. Also, like, I don't know if it's the same for you. With those tapes, like, I still remember certain songs, like, being mixed a certain way, just because that's how the DJ mixed it. So I'm just like, this song comes after this song, because that's how like I recorded it and listened to it a million times, like in 2004 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was totally mm-hmm. a thing. And now it's just it's just a song.
1: Yeah. it's yeah. yeah. It's so much more efficient, but like also just a little more soulless. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much like many things. Yes. <laughs> and so back to you a little bit more if someone wants to be become a manga editor what advice would you give them
1: oh this is so weird because like i took mm-hmm. the most unconventional path and i didn't i didn't think i would land here to be honest it's sort of like a strange like thing that happened well, happy happy that it happened but it was very strange oh let's see if you want to be a manga editor I don't know. You know, for me, it has really helped to work as an editor out in other mediums. So I was doing more journalism stuff and editing stuff in a journalism, uh, so articles still steeped in pop culture and stuff. But I think it's really important to have editing skills because even though we have a copy desk here, you still want to be able to, to, to like edit for style, for like the tone of the series. Like there has to be consistencies. And I think it's really important to kind of hone that skill and maybe even, like, taking some writing classes or just, like, writing on your own if, like, that's not a feasible thing because, you know, class costs money. But I feel like all the creative writing that I've done throughout my life has really helped me to really help me with dialogue in particular. And you, as you know, like, manga is a lot of dialogue. It's you not know, <laughs> yeah. a book. Um, and, <laughs> like, in the sense of, like, these are just words with no pictures. Like, these are pictures and, like, most of the things are dialogue balloons. And so, like, Listening to dialogue, writing dialogue, like, I'm constantly listening to how people talk around me. It's something that was honed in me from writing teachers from back in the day. And, like, I'm just, everything informs, like, my experience. Every, I feel like every experience that you have will, you can find a way to bring it with you, like, to the next place that you end up at. And you'll be surprised. Like, even just living life, even just living a full life might help you relate to a character better so that you can better express, like, how they would talk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think maybe those types of things as far as like prep work, as far as like actually getting into the industry, this is like such a fluke because Viz never hires. Um, That I was even (laughs) hired into this. People keep this job forever. And so, yeah, like, I mean, we do do an editorial internship here and I think it's a really great way because it's almost impossible to get training like specifically on how to produce a manga. Like I trained on the job and just basically interviewed saying that I could learn and I knew I could learn. But I think if you're an editorial intern, I think you, you get a, a nice pathway. It is a paid internship. And, like, you get to be exposed to manga and you get to learn so much about the process of, of like, how we create manga from start to finish. And that's probably a really good skill to have, to be able to, like, slide into, like, an editor position in the off chance that one does open up.
0: And. Just like Sailor Moon had the Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of the, every episode. What would your phrase be? Like, Carla says... This is, like, so bad because I'm, like, terrible at this type of stuff. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, part of me wants to just say, like, Carla says, wash your hands, please. Like, please, God, just wash your hands. Um, <laughs> but maybe a more heartfelt and true thing for Sailor Moon is that, like, I don't know. I think, like, something to say that, at least when I was younger, I think... Understanding that you are enough. Like, like, yeah, you might feel like you're falling short in some ways or you're not meeting people's expectations or maybe like you're comparing yourself to other people. And it's just like, you know what? Like Sailor Carla says, just know that you are enough and that things will happen when they're supposed to happen for you and to not worry about what other people are up to.
0: That was perfect. <laughs> Both of them.
1: <laughs> but wash your hands.
0: above all else (laughs) be yourself with washed hands
1: yes (laughs) but with clean hands
0: (laughs) I completely agree thank you so much again for being on the show this was so much fun
1: yeah this was great thank you so much for uh for inviting me I was like oh my god people know who I am I I felt a little nervous actually
0: um (laughs) Yeah, I've been I've been googling, I've been finding things
1: out. You've been doing your research, so yeah, kudos to you.
0: Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, where can people find you? That you? Well, where do you want to be found?
1: Oh wow. Okay. So don't find yeah. me. No, seriously. Right. But yeah. you can find me on Twitter. Gosh, what is my handle? My handle is like decafpixelcat. It might just be decafpixelcat one word, or it's decaf underscore. Pixel underscore cat. Oh, and I always spell cat with a K because my name starts with a K. So yeah, you can find me there or you can search my display name, which is at the moment Battle Angel Carlita because, you know, Battle Angel Alita. Um, <laughs> you can find me there and that's really probably the best place to find me. I'm on Twitter more than I am anywhere else. Maybe you'll see me at a con one day, but who knows about that? Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah if any of them are still going on yeah if they're not all canceled
1: maybe you'll see me at a con um but otherwise twitter is really the best way to find me
0: and it's just decaf underscore pixel underscore cat with a k
1: yep i'm pretty sure that's what it is as i open up twitter to double check
0: i, I just opened it oh
1: yep yeah yep. Just to Make sure it is that that is exactly what it I is gotcha. yeah so also. find me there yeah
0: <laughs> And I am Victoria, a.k.a. Miss Old School, Old School with a K. And you can also find the podcast at Mooneys Club on Twitter and Mooneys underscore club on Instagram. Thanks for listening, Mooneys. Yay, thanks for coming and listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>